everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season six, episode 23, The One with the Ring. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the movie The Ring? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. Did you watch it with us at Kim's house? remember i don't think you i think it was just me and kim okay so let me set the scene it's 2003 buckle in buckle in ashley and i okay sorry kim and i worked at a restaurant as hostesses so we worked pretty much every friday and saturday night until like 10 or 11 our senior year of high school and that was the case this weekend night. So we watched, we worked, and then the plan was to go back to Kim's house, who Kim lived out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, middle of nowhere. And so it's like the kind where like you can't see the lights from the city. You know, it's like the only thing you see there. She lived on a road, but there were like five neighbors and everybody had like five to ten acres. So it just wasn't like very highly populated. So you would get out to her house and it would be like totally oh, dark. Hold on. Somebody... And so you've left your, you've left your, you've got to really set the scene here, Renee. Okay. You've left your job. You guys are driving out. It's like a 45 minute drive. It's dark. I'm with you by Avril Lavigne is playing on the radio <laughs> because that's what was I just Googled top billboard. Oh my God. 2003. <laughs> it was all I have by Jennifer Lopez yep. featuring, featuring LL Cool J Feet. or I'm with you by Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Those were both bops. Burned on a CD that I made from downloading yes, those from songs Napster. illegally off Napster. Right. Um, so the, and, the gravel yeah. is crunching under the tires mm-hmm. as you pull up to Kim's house. What was that, someone says? Oh, probably nothing. Just the neighbors. Just kidding. Um, so anyway, we go to <laughs> her house and the plan, I think we had rented, oh, about to date myself, other more than Avril Lavigne and the words 2003. Um, we had rented <laughs> the Driving ring. in 2003. So everyone knows how old we are. Yeah. We were old enough to drive by at least two years. Um, we rented the ring from Blockbuster or a similar Remember that movie rental company. Videos, videos, videos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'd rented the ring on DVD because we're super up to date on technology. Cutting edge. Cutting disc edge. technology. Disc. Compact <laughs> disc. Wait, what do you call it? No, DVD. Digital... Oh my gosh! I don't know what DVD stands for. What is for. DVD? Digital video disc? If I had to guess, oh my gosh, guess. that's really good. I bet that's it. I mean, <laughs> are you googling it? No. Oh, but I will. You keep okay, telling. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll Google. We rented a digital video disc from Blockbuster, <laughs> and we get to Kim's house, and I, okay, all my like, We're right? It's digital video disc. You're I right. I so had excited. I was guessing digital video, and then I was like. DVD? <laughs> um, wow, good job. Um, I've literally never thought about that before until just Neither. now. That's no. kind of funny. Neither. So we'd rented the ring. And so you guys all remember when you had like a DVD player and a cable box. And the like when they first started doing like the um, 
like the cable boxes, you know, where they like sent you a thing to hook up your, to your TV and that's how you got your cable. It wasn't just through the cord anymore. Yes. It was like the digital totally. boxes or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. I remember they did. They had those, what were, were they called? Digital boxes? It was Something like, a new like thing. that. And it yeah. was like, yeah. We always just called it the cable box, but you know what I mean? Like that's where you got your channels through. And then you also had like, um, the people had TiVo. Like there was just all these inputs. And you had mm. your DVD and your, your uh, you know, like a video game console or whatever. Like there were all these things you had to plug in. Nothing was wireless. There were freaking cords everywhere. So we had to unplug some stuff to plug in the DVD player because it had been used for something else earlier. And one of the things we unplugged was the tape player, the VHS player. And so Which stands for video home system right does it I think really you figured that one out oh my gosh, i think so you figured confused. that out like a couple seasons ago did i <laughs> this is all <laughs> new to me i don't remember that at all i'm very impressed right now um vhs stands for video home system oh but i think gosh. you figured that out a while back because wow. i was like wow there is a wired I was about to say .com. No, it would have been a Wired magazine article. June 4th, 1977, VHS comes to America. <gasps> wow. Y'all. Y'all. That means... Okay. Anyway. Wow. That means VHS had a solid 20 years. More than that. Um, 1999 is when DVDs came around. So yeah, I mean, basically yeah. 77 to 97-ish. So 22 years. Yeah. Oh, 99 was the first year I blip. watched a DVD. Wow. Do you yeah. remember that? I do because we, we it was Cruel Intentions and we had to watch um, it on my friend Angelie's computer because nobody had a DVD player. But the oh, CD wrong. Because you weren't allowed to watch it. Well, probably that too. But it. there were five of us crowded around a like a desktop computer. A Mac. The Blueberry Not, Mac. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Watching it because we, there was no DVD player. It was just the like CD-ROM oh in the computer. <laughs> okay. Wow. Anyway, this is like technology so. for the ancient. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the 1900s when we were watching our DVDs. Um, oh my gosh. So anyway, we unplugged all the stuff to plug in the DVD player so we could watch The Ring. So we watched The Ring. It is so freaky. We're like on edge the whole time. The DVD, you know, it like plays the credits and then it goes back to like the menu, you know, like play movie, yes. behind the scenes, whatever. Yes. And so it did that. And as soon as it did that, the VHS player started to rewind. And I think we both jumped straight up in the air because we were like, we unplugged you. Why are you working? And this is not when things had like battery backup. No. This was like, there were no, there was no internet of things. No. There was no the robots turning themselves on. Now, looking back on it, it stands to reason that it was still powered. It just wasn't plugged into the TV. But that's the only explanation I can think of. And in the moment, it was just so freaky because we were like, we unplugged you. Why are you working? That is very scary. Especially when you just watch The Ring. Yes. Which is about somebody coming yes. out of your TV and your phone ringing to kill you. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. Oh, spoiler alert, Ashley. <laughs> but you know how like how loud it was when when VHS tapes rewound? So oh, it's yeah. like it was dead quiet in that in that big house and it just started rewinding. I mean, it was the freakiest thing. 
It was so scary. That is very so, scary. So, yes, I've seen The Ring. Enjoy that scene we just set for you. I cannot remember. I know that I saw The Ring. I could not tell you where, when, who, how, any of it. I'm sure I was scared for a little... But do you know what? I think I I don't like scary movies because yeah. um, I actually get scared. And I and I don't like that. Um, I get, like, afraid of the dark. Yeah. I still can't listen to I've Got Five on it after watching the movie Us. Oh, my God. Even just thinking about it, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. It was so scary. Yeah, I can't watch it. Um, anyway, I... They feel like the only reason the ring didn't creep me out is because I watched it in a group and somebody was like cracking jokes. Yeah. That I don't mind watching scary movies because then we're all like laughing and it's funny and yeah. you're not like actually freaked we're out. We're like pointing out why it's so fake. Yeah. 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 That like works. making silly jokes mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, or like the movie Scary Movie where nothing scary actually happens. Actually, would this be about the same year? So 2003 is when The Ring came out. Is it? What year are we in right now? We think I don't think right we're at 2003 now? yet. Oh, in Friends. I was like, what year are we in right yeah. now? It's 2021. Talking about Friends. <laughs> um, Talking about Friends. We are in, it's just the year 2000. Okay. It's so like we're spring still... 2000. Okay. So oh, you that's and right, I we just had spring break. We just yep, had the routine. Yep, so the this routine. is we just like ushered in the new millennium. April, May, two thousand. Okay. So you know what we were doing in May of two thousand. Hold on. Let me see if I can guess. Okay. Okay. We were freshmen nope. in high school. Well, we just finished freshman year of high school. Nope. Yes, huh? Eighth oh grade. no, 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 no. No, we graduated eighth grade in 99. No, we didn't. We graduated fifth grade in 99? <laughs> we graduated eighth <laughs> grade in 2000. <laughs> when was 1993? We started okay. We started I freshman year all fall wrong. of 2000. Okay, yes. this is adding up. Okay. Okay, because <laughs> okay, we graduated high school in 04. Remember I have that okay. celebrate 2000s blanket in the back of my eighth grade dance pictures? I know you've told me that, but I don't remember it. Okay, so wait a minute. So, oh, so were we at like our eighth grade dance? Were yeah. we at, um, did we go to Disney? What Did we do like no, an eighth we def- grade? Well, we did have an eighth grade field trip. We went to Islands of Adventure. It was to Advent- Islands of Adventure. Yeah. I remember that. But yeah, what we did that time. and we went to the eighth grade dance. Yeah. And we the got eighth ready grade to be dance at that like medical facility. <laughs> I don't remember where that was. Uh, I remember it because my neighbor was a nurse and she worked at the, it was like, I think it was literally like in the auditorium or gymnasium, like a, a, a room of like next to or in the medical facility because she was a nurse there. <laughs> That's really funny. Someone recently was talking about, oh, it was my sister-in-law. She was like, yeah, like my kids always want to do these things, but she has two teenagers and then a five-year-old. And so it's like the teenagers want to do things like go to basketball games and football games and, you know, all that stuff that ends at 11 and she's like but I can't wake the five-year-old up to go pick them up so she's like you know I'm always telling them like I'll give whoever a ride as long as you can get a ride home and I was like man I really lucked out always having a ride home because your mom was a night owl and so she was like yeah I'll I'll pick them up at 11 12 1 whatever the time was like she didn't care 
And my mom was like, that's perfect because I'd love to take them if you want to pick them up. Also, your mom was yeah, just very was generous gonna... with, the, with the rides in general. Well, yes. Okay, we'll give, yes, that's correct. But I was going to say my mom was a night owl, didn't have to get up early for like a, you know, like your mom had to get up really early to go to work the next morning, whereas my mom didn't yeah, have to do that. But also I think my mom more so just wanted to keep tabs on us. And so was like, oh, this movie ends at 11. I will be waiting for you in the parking lot at 1045 type thing. But also, do you remember? So my mom's really strict and she was uh, still, I'm a 35 year old woman, but she's still strict. (laughs) But um, growing up, like my mom was very strict, but um, for whatever reason, she just didn't know that driver's licenses, like when you were on your permit, there was like a 10 p.m. curfew or something like that on our permits do you remember this oh like when, yeah when we were 16 you weren't supposed to drive like after 10 or 11 unless 10, you were yeah, going like you weren't allowed work. to drive after 10 until you were 17 but my mom didn't know that and so like everybody else was like oh yeah curfew's at 10 curfew's at 10 curfew's. and I was like well my curfew's not till like 11 because yeah. so I could just like go hang out at your house for an extra hour because like my mom And she was also pretty good about like, you know how some parents are like, if you're not here at 10 p.m., you're grounded. My mom was much more like, well, I want you to be home at 11, but like, don't run red lights so that you can get home on time. Like if it's a few minutes past 11, she wasn't going to ground me for that. So there's a few things she was very reasonable about. Yeah. But yes, also very generous with the driving. She was always the uh, carpool. Really worked out for me. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Mary. Appreciate you. <laughs> For band you. class. Yeah. Um, but oh it is gosh. nice having that like partner where you could be like, well, my mom will pick us up if your mom can drop us off. Do you see yeah, that meme that was like, perfect... all these people paying for Uber, my mom can pick us up if your yeah. mom can drop us when off. When my mom will just pick us up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Oh, so good. Okay. So anyway. we're going to just zoom back into the year 2000. Okay. Um, <laughs> Where... What we're supposed to be talking about? <laughs> Did you no? Hmm. I don't know. Memory lane's been pretty fun so far. It's always fun. <laughs> Probably it for is. you guys too. Oh it wait, is. so is everybody else listening to this? You I weren't. It was just. A... <laughs> you weren't there at the eighth grade dance with Renee in her two piece dress and curls, looking like a cutie, looking like a iridescent <laughs> ray of early two thousands fashion iconery. Iconary. You did, by the way. <laughs> Um, okay. So Chandler and Phoebe are chatting about, um, they're chatting about rings when it opens up, hence the one with the ring. Um, and Chandler's like, this is what you were talking about last episode where Chandler's like, what cut should I get her? A Tiffany cut, a princess cut, a paper cut. And I think they cut this out, but isn't she like, oh man, if there was one called the Monica cut, that would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they cut. I thought they said it. Oh no, they did cut oh, it out. You're totally episode. right. I was going to yeah. say, unless it wasn't this episode. No, it is. Is there such thing as a Monica cut? That would be your best bet. Oh, <laughs> they cut so much good stuff out. I know. Um, and, and he's like, is it him that's like, I'm really happy you're able to help me like pick this out or whatever and she's like well I'm just glad that I or, or she said something about like I'm so honored you're trusting me to help you and he's like well you did walk in while I was looking at rings yep and she's like once again not knocking pays off 
only you hadn't been on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because I don't know. I don't know the logistics because the toilets are on the corner in their apartment. But anyway, um, I, you know, thinking about your question last time, it is totally possible that the museum was just a coincidence. Getting her to like sign up her name on the list was just like a fun thing they were doing. But remember how I was saying that, like, maybe Chandler freaked out, ran into Phoebe at the coffee shop, and she, like, talked him off the ledge? Like, that might have all happened, but he... I kind of think that, like, the then, like, looking at rings is a little bit separate than, like, yeah, okay, in two years, I could see getting married at that place. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm immediately going to propose. Yeah, but he... When she says that... He's like, she's like, I can't believe you're going to ask Monica to marry you. And he's like, I know. So that oh, feels like it's imminent. Right. Yeah. It is imminent. Well, yeah. Now he's looking at rings. So I, I definitely think it's got a big chance of happening. <laughs> so you guys are serious. If I was a betting um, woman and there was a line on this in Vegas. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So while they're talking, I'm just going to carry on with this storyline, if that's cool. Yep, yep. yep. Um, I'll allow while it. While Phoebe and Chandler are are talking thank you judge <laughs> judge um phoebe and chandler get kind of weird like ross and joey walk in and they're like oh let's um leave and go to the coffee shop and joey one of them ross is like oh well, we were just gonna see if you wanted to go to the coffee shop and they're like well no we don't we are doing something else and ross gets all like bent out of shape about it and it's like what was that all about and like joey literally didn't even notice he was just there for the leftover pizza mm-hmm. honestly that man can you snack. could sneak yeah and you could just like i don't know sneak anything past him that's true you know not very like observant he's... no he's really not unless a hot girl is at stake right <laughs> then he's rain man <laughs> Um, and so Ross is chatting to Phoebe about it later. I, I do love this. And he's like, Phoebe, you and Chandler were like really weird earlier. And she's like, oh, I know. Right. What was that about? And he was like, was Chandler mad at me? She's like, well, I just love how Phoebe plays this. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think he could be mad at you? And he's like, well, I don't know. I I can't think of anything. And she's like, well, you're an archaeologist, Rob. No, you're a paleontologist. (laughs) Dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. (laughs) Such a good line. Um, And so he is like, well, I guess like I didn't invite him to this Knicks game. And she's like, yep, that's probably it or whatever. And so, um, so I don't know, this kind of doesn't really have a lot of bearing on this episode, but it's just sort of like back and forth throughout. Yeah. Like Ross thinks Chandler's mad at him and then sometimes the things that Chandler does like unknowingly backs that thinking Mm -hmm. what is that called um it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy but what is it oh confirmation bias confirmation bias okay I was like I'm just I'm trying to think of it but yeah you like you, you kind of see what you want to see because it's what you're looking for. And that can be positive or negative. Like we've said this before, when you like the guy you like sits next to you in the only open chair, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> obviously in love with me. Like clearly things are going places. And it's like, no, he like just needed somewhere to sit and he doesn't hate you. He can hate you and also not be in love with you. I mean, he cannot hate you. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Renee is here to give relationship advice. I am good um, at the advice. I feel like this is a good time if we haven't told this story yet. It's only tangentially related. But do you remember? <laughs> of course you do. That time when you told somebody something about me and I did not know it. And unbeknownst to me, I was confirmation biasing everything <laughs> you had told him. <laughs> yes. Have we told this story before? My greatest prank. Um, Is now uh, the time probably. or do we save it for a stripper episode? That's not until season 10. <laughs> we'll tell it again whether we tell it now or not. That's actually a very accurate point. Okay, Because I, I think, think we've told it. it before. Okay, let's tell it. You going to tell it or am I going to tell it? You want to tell your side? You are. It's okay. Your handiwork. Yes, I'll jump so in with my our, side. Our friend Kate went to a different college before she went to college with us and just for a year. But she had a few friends that, you know, she kept in touch with. And one of those friends was coming down for a wedding and bringing his other friend with him, um, Dave and John. So they come down to visit, and Dave is like, life of the party, Kate, talking to everybody. Kate, Dave, and John, by the way, it just sound like fake white person names. <laughs> like, I, Kate, they Dave, are and John, but that's really their names. <laughs> that's true. Love you guys. Um, they all have, like, good nicknames, but... Um, yeah, that, oh, Kate, Dave and John, they went to the store, <laughs> the end. Um, <laughs> so they came to visit and Dave is like super outgoing, kind of life of the party, like really fun, very personable, like talking to everybody, da, da, da. Center of attention. Yeah. Yeah. But John is much more quiet, much more reserved. Like he's fun and he's nice, but he's more like a one-on-one conversation person. Yeah. Yeah. Won't, won't like seek out spotlight. No, no. So anyway, they're there and Kate and Dave decide that they are going to apply to do the amazing race and so we get a camera we like film all this footage all this stuff but these guys stayed with I us wish for they like, would have got on it i know it that would have been so great funny but they, they stayed really with us competitive and i don't know if they stayed with us for a whole week it maybe it just felt like it because we did a lot I of think stuff it was a whole it, week it was at least a long weekend it was at least like a four-day weekend and during that time was ashley and kate have birthdays like one day apart and so we were throwing a party at our house um, while they were there. So we went to the store to get birthday cards. And it was me and Elizabeth. And then the two guys came with us, which honestly, at this point, I don't really know why they did. That's kind of interesting looking back on it. So the four of us are at the store and we're looking at cards. And like our group of girlfriends, we're just always razzing on each other. Like we're just, we are, it is all in good fun, but we are always like, trying to pull a fast one on each other trying to like put each other in awkward situations or tease each other but like it is truly all with love and so even when the other ones aren't there so like we're looking at birthday cards and there was a cow on a stripper pole and Elizabeth is like well this one obviously reminds me of Ashley to me she says this to me and I was like oh yeah and the guys are like why and so I just run with it and I was like, well, she doesn't really like to tell a lot of people, but like college is expensive. <laughs> and um, she had to figure out a way to support herself to stay in school. So, you know, she's a stripper. <laughs> and they were like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. I just feel like at this point they are Joey where you can say anything. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. It just but was yeah. so funny that they were just like, well, why? And I was like, well, you know, sad story here. <laughs> just support 
herself. She just and I. It's really funny because if you asked me to like, is such a good liar. But not if you asked me to lie about something. Like if I, no, no, really not. I get really police. You'd be terrible in that. But yeah. But for whatever reason, oh, it's a joke or a prank. I really do. Like there is the switch in me that I'm like, I can commit, and I just I go the whole, I go the distance. So I tell them that and. And the, here's the key to a good prank. You guys ready? It's also the key to a good lie, but whatever. You don't give too much detail. If if I started making up stories about like where she strips or how she got into it or all this stuff, like if someone asks you a regular question, you give them a regular amount of information. So when you're p- pulling a yes. prank, you give a regular, you aren't sketchy about anything. You just give the answer you would give if it was a normal question. So... I just, you know, kind of leave them with that and we go home and I can't remember what the first thing was that you did. It was something at the house. And I I feel like it was actually something one of them said. Like they said something about like, I don't know. They said something negative about like naked. I can't remember. It was something like very left field. It wasn't directly related to stripping. Yeah. And you just by chance right after they said that, walked out of the room. And I was like, you guys, be cool. You're making her really uncomfortable, okay? Like, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. (laughs) And they were like, oh, no, we feel so bad. (laughs) And so things like that just – I just was – Ashley didn't realize what she – because I didn't tell her. (laughs) She didn't realize what she was playing into. (laughs) But Elizabeth and I are just having a blast. And then we go – we had the party at our house and then we went to a couple bars after the party and there was this place that had a stripper pole and we were like, Ash, get because up there. Because it's you Florida. Know, go for it. Because <laughs> it's Florida. Which I, I feel like I need to preface is like, we are what, like 21 in we Florida. Are, you had just I turned 22. It was your 22nd birthday. Just turned 22. And like... I don't know. I don't. This was like a regular thing where like we would you'd go out like at your pre-party. So it's like, okay, we want to end up at this bar at the end of the night. But this other bar does like two for one drinks. So we're going to go there first and whatever. And like this is this is Florida. Some of these places are tacky. And like you guys have all been to bars that have like a stripper pole. Right. And you also like everybody just like makes a joke and like dances on the stripper pole. Right. Like totally harmless. Totally. Not stripping. Just being silly. Yeah. All right. Just dancing. Yeah. And so we're like, Ash, get up there. And so she does. And I was like, see, you guys are like getting a little something extra special here. Oh um, and they just think that like this, I mean, 21 year old guys thinking they've befriended a stripper. I think like dreams are kind of true, <laughs> right? So anyway, the oh night ends. Gosh. And the next day, I actually don't remember how we told you guys all of you that it wasn't true but yeah, like I don't remember it was the next day and we told everybody and we were all laughing and so then we're watching we did all the footage for the amazing race but then we also took the camera with us like to the party to the bars like just to get some extra stuff and we so we watched the entire tape and at the very end we are either walking or we're getting into someone's car and john is in the back the guy who like barely talked the whole weekend He's on the phone and you hear him. He's like, yeah, we're out here with all these girls. One of them's a stripper. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> but we were like, oh, my gosh, we got that on camera. We didn't even realize. John, and Ashley, I think you were mortified at that point. 
I was. I was really oh. embarrassed because then like I was playing back and I was like, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, you told them I was a stripper. And then I got up and danced at that <laughs> stripper pool. It was, yes, I was mortified, but it was a very funny prank. Oh, it was so funny. I just dream of an opportunity like that again. So I funny. Hope you get one. Um, but what's really fun is that that guy, John, who thought he made friends with Ashley, the stripper, and our friend Elizabeth, who told him that Ashley was a stripper. That stripper got, got to be bridesmaid in his <laughs> wedding. <laughs> she to managed to keep all her clothes on, too. Yeah. Um, yep, that's right. But yeah, so yeah. Those, those friends got Cute. married, which is which is fun. But yeah, that weekend pretending oh, Ashley was a stripper funny. was a real treat for me. I just... <laughs> those are the kind of things, like, you can't plan that stuff. You just have to take the opportunity when it presents itself. Yeah, true. There's some other good prank stories from college, but I feel like we'll save them to scatter throughout other episodes. Yes. Anyway. That was one of my um, finer moments. Okay. It was, Renee, if you guys need a prank, you call Renee. She can help you. Pranks and she's really good at phone pranks, too. Speaking of yeah. pranks and not true. Okay. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, so, so Chandler doesn't realize, but like when he's just like, whatever just leave me alone because he's like stressing out about the wedding mm-hmm. ring stuff he's actually making ross and joey think that he's mad at them even more yep um and so i think it's funny that like ross brings it up to joey and joey's like well i don't get it and he was like ross or he's like chandler and i do stuff all the time without <laughs> you like all oh the my time gosh, and you don't get mad <laughs> read the room like, joey new best friends and he's like we're gonna be the new joey and chandler (laughs) (laughs) oh i know Um, he's so dumb pretty but dumb he's so pretty but dumb and so they decide to freeze chandler out which doesn't really happen until the very end when they're watching basketball and chandler has something exciting to tell them and they try to freeze him out and then he's like guys I'm going to propose to Monica. And I like how Joey's like, I think we have to end the freeze out. <laughs> and they're so excited. I know. And it's, it's so cute. sweet. Until it they sweet. find out that Phoebe already knew before them. And then they refreeze the freeze out. Or, yes, right. refreeze out. Oh. Anyway. Aww. Um, okay. I'm going to put a pin in that Chandler Phoebe ring story because that's the note we're going to end on. Is that okay okay with you? That works for me. We're going to talk about chicken boy. Chicken. (laughs) That's really good. Thanks. Chicken. Um, so Rachel is talking to Phoebe at the, Phoebe is just Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebes, 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 all through this episode. She is. You're right. (laughs) Um, just giving everybody advice. <laughs> Phoebe's gonna ask you something. Oh, you're putting out so many fires. Just can I have one moment of peace? <laughs> can I have one moment of peace? <laughs> oh. So Rachel's talking to her at the coffee shop and she's like, Yeah, you know, Paul's a really private guy. He hasn't really opened up. Um, and I love when Phoebe's like, So Paul, when he enters, how are you? And he's like, Can't complain. And she's like, Yeah, see? Like <laughs> as if she's cracked the code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a pickle jar um and so rachel tries to i guess get a little bit deeper and so he comes over and you know she's like let's talk let's let's go deep and he's like are you like talking about something else and she's like no 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 like i actually just like tell me something i don't know about you yeah 
or like you know whatever and he starts with wanting a big wheel i mean this is like he's got this story like it's right there ready to go when he's like well when i was six years old i wanted a big wheel but my parents got me this chicken that you would hop around on like a plastic chicken i don't i've never seen this but okay and all the neighborhood kids made fun of him and called him chicken boy yeah so um rachel's like okay cool hard for you yeah that must have been really hard for Mm. you and she's like okay great thanks for sharing let's go cue the waterworks Mm -hmm. opened a floodgate opened a floodgate and so then basically bruce willis just cries for the rest of the episode and we find out later like it's been like 24 hours yeah mm, yeah that's like telling one story like that if it unravels you to such a degree we need to we need to consider some counseling and it was right there under the Mm. surface (laughs) yeah like she didn't she didn't say what was your most like traumatizing moment as a child she was kind of just like tell me something about yourself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, yeah i don't know like somebody that yeah you're right like we're that close to the surface like teetering on the edge like that because everything else with him has been very surfacey and now we know why i guess that's maybe why yeah i was gonna say maybe that's why that's why because it's right there yeah give it a little way and it will just burst through so, yeah. Well, she's pretty good about it, I think. So Yeah, I think she does the best she can. Because he also, like, it seems like he doesn't actually want to be consoled, you know? Like, or, like, resolve why it bothers him. It just seems like he just wants to keep whining forever. Yeah, yeah. I guess he hasn't mourned it. And yeah. then when he's, like, <laughs> at one point Chandler comes in and he's, like, Oh, Rachel leaves to go get more tissues because they've run out. And so she comes over to um, Monica's and she's like, oh, my God. And she's like, you know, he opened up and he's this whiny, clingy, crying Ugh. mess. And she's like, Ugh. and so Monica, with the good advice, is like, there are two ways to shut a man up. And one of them is sex. And Rachel's like, OK, what's the other one? I don't know. I've never had to use it. Oh, Monica, with Monica. the saucy zingers. Ow, ow. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, well, you know, maybe thanks for that advice. I'm going to go buy more tissues. So um, Chandler comes in and Paul's crying. Rachel? No. (laughs) And he's like, Chandler, did your dad ever hug you? And I love how Chandler, no, did he hug you? (laughs) Did he hug you? (laughs) Like Chandler's dad has just appeared out of nowhere and started to hug people. So funny. Then I was like. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, Ben, did your dad ever hug you? And he Aww. was like, not really. Aww. And like, I know. And I, but I was like, did he you brace you yourself? Now, when we... What do you mean? Like, oh, for him ready. to just <laughs> yeah. open the waterworks? Yeah. And then he just cried for the next 36 hours. No. Um. Well, I was like, because I've, you know, gone down to Ben's parents' house bunches of times. And his parents always give us a welcome hug. But I think, um. Yeah, he's like, he does now. But yeah, growing up, I think they had like a, just like a, maybe a typical, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's typical or not, but you know how like sometimes father-son relationships can be like yeah. really like close and then other times they get, 
I mean, I'm sure this is hard for you to imagine because your dad's hugged literally everyone he's ever met yeah. and probably kissed them on the mouth as well. Yep. 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 Renee's Italian. <laughs> as is my dad. <laughs> yes. Uh, is your mom Italian also? She is. Technically, I think she okay. might be more Italian than my dad. Really? I mean, my grandpa, my mom's dad, oh. like, immigrated from Italy. Like, straight off the boat. Straight off from the boat. From what part of Italy? Uh, Southern. South. I was going to say, I thought it was Sicily, but... It's not Sicily. My dad's family is Sicilian, but my mom's That's is... That's what... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so your dad's, they didn't, like, they grew up in America, though? Yeah. Because I was going to say, I thought your dad's parents were Italian. My dad's dad is Italian, but he grew up in America. He 100% grew up in America. Whereas my mom's dad immigrated when he was like seven. So she's like second gen. Yeah. Yep. How fun and interesting. Yeah. And what's the secret recipe in this one? (laughs) How did I know that was coming? I should have been doing more rapid fire. Yeah. I actually, okay, we'll we'll talk about later. Um, (laughs) I have some, some new ideas have come to me. Oregano. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I've already I mean, guessed that. For, oh, crap. It can't be that. Tomatoes. Oregano. Crap. <laughs> yes, the secret to the tomato sauce is tomatoes. Most people tomatoes. don't use tomatoes. <laughs> they keep getting it wrong and wondering why. Where are you from? Lebanon. Lebanon. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, what are... Oh, yeah. So, then Paul starts hugging everybody, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um... And then they, I like when, yeah, that's when Joey's like, come on, let's go to the Knicks game. It'll be fun. You, me, Paul, probably. (laughs) Paul, probably. Um, (laughs) Oh, it's really funny. And so he's got some one liners in this one. He does. Paul's sitting there writing a list of a bunch of things while Rachel's gone. And I don't know if you noticed this, but I always notice this stuff. Bruce Willis is a lefty. Huh. Good eye. Thank you. I don't know why I always find it so fun and interesting when people are lefties. I always call it out. I'm like, oh, you're a lefty. And they're like, like, you too? And you're like, no. I'm like, no, just a a fan. Just a fan of lefties. That is funny. But yeah, so so Bruce Willis is like trying to tell Rachel about all these things. And I remember when this happened. And I can't remember what was boring stuff about his childhood. And she... Is like, is my dress too revealing? And I like how he's like, no. Anyway, and just carries on. And she understandably freaks out. And she's like, I don't. Oh, he talks about wanting to be a surfer. Oh, yeah. Did you know what I wanted to be when I was growing up? A lover. A lover. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to flirt. Kind of probably how I'd be doing it. And um, yes. And he and she's just like, I don't care. You've talked too much. And when she was like. The only person that would want to hear about this is a mental health professional because they get paid $100 an hour. And she's like, if I did, I'd have gotten paid $2,000. And I was like, have they been doing this for 20 hours? <laughs> but I guess that's right. because Yeah, it's he, like, oh, all night he cries. I guess it is all night. And then because he's like, 14 hours ago, we realized that my mother was trying to stifle me. Oh. <laughs> I know he starts you know recounting all of it. I think that maybe, like you said, this is like right under the surface. Maybe this is the whole like boomers don't go to therapy or like Gen X or whatever Bruce Willis is. And like he once it opened, he was just like, here's all the things that he normally should have talked to a counselor about. But 
he didn't have one. Right. Yep. It's Mental Health Awareness Week, people. <laughs> but it was recently. Just go find a counselor near yeah. you. Nothing wrong with having feelings, but you have to process them properly. You can't just wallow forever. There's a difference. Totes. Because a, difference. a lot of us were told, we were never really taught or equipped with how to process mm-hmm. them, right? And like, it's a, it's, it's a learning and a discipline just like communication or social skills or like math. <laughs> I guess. Right? Math. Yeah, I guess. It's like getting good at basketball. You got to practice. Right. Processing your feelings. You got to practice. You do. You do. So anyway. Yeah. Um, so yes. So then she is like, look, I'm sorry. I really like you. I just, I can't hear any more of this. And thankfully he's kind of cool about it. And then she's like, do you want to go? <laughs> and so they do. And then he just starts crying again. <laughs> Oh, I think Elizabeth, speaking of our friend Elizabeth from earlier at the stripper story, she, every time I hear this part of, I see this part of the show, she, it reminds me of her when Paul's like, oh, I'm sorry to keep crying. It's just once you open those floodgates, it's hard to, hard to close them. Like the way that he says it Uh and he's like choking back. Doesn't that remind you of Elizabeth for some reason? Yeah, it does. I see it. I don't know how to explain it to someone who doesn't know her, but yes. Yes, just trust us. Just trust one. us. So, yeah. So then, um, so I forgot about this, but then at the very end, Rachel comes in and she's like, don't you start crying. I just dumped one crybaby. I'll dump you too. And so I was like, oh, so she dumped Paul. Yeah. Bye, Paul, Bye, I guess. Paul. Does that ever come up again? Or is that just nope. Bruce Willis nope. had other things he yep. had to go do? He had so other she things him. to do. Yep. Okay. I bet they had to make it. Yeah, that's probably why they had. He probably only signed up for like three episodes or four or whatever it was. And so they were like, we got to get like, rid of I'm him. I'm free until August. And so they were like, OK, yep. we're, you know, yep. you can have me until April. Yep. OK, cool. So bye, Paul. Bye. Um, <laughs> OK, so the, the last part of this. Chandler and Phoebe go to the ring store, mm-hmm. which I do kind of feel like out of everybody. Phoebe's probably not who you want to bring with. To bring to the ring store? Well, yeah, because I just feel like she has such weird eclectic style that is not representative of Monica's classic sophisticated tastes. Well, and also she's going in there offering them one and fifty dollars for everything. (laughs) I will handle this. How much is it? (laughs) I mean, I yeah, I just I feel like bringing someone like that would make it more complicated than it needs to be unnecessarily difficult which we see play out in front of us yeah and so i mean i get it though i guess you know chandler just needs help and so and he's the only person that knows right now is phoebe so okay he's just trying to keep he brings phoebe ugly ring ugly ring ugly ring hello sir beautiful selection and this is where phoebe's like well then don't get her a ring get her a bracelet or this revolutionary war musket <laughs> that's when he should have been like i can handle this see ya yes but then he goes to a different counter and is like "Ooh, that's the one to some sort of what is it sapphires and diamonds situation mm-hmm. 1920s like one ring? and a half carats Diamonds with sapphires. Princess cut. Sounds pretty. I mean, you see, they do a close-up of it. Oh, I can't remember that. 
The it sapphires sounds... are very blue, but I guess if but you that's... like sapphires, then you'd be into it. That's the color of sapphires. So yes. So so tick. it's good that they're blue. <laughs> Check. Um, um, all okay. I know is Kate Middleton's ring is sapphires. It's very pretty. Does it also have diamonds? Uh, Surely. I can't She's remember. She's the princess. Probably um, has everything. I have, my wedding ring is a diamond ring, but then I also have a vintage sapphire ring that is a small, Ooh. a smaller sapphire. I don't know if you've seen it in person. Oh, I yeah, you have. So. Is it yeah, blue? Yes. Oh. The color of sapphires <laughs> and love. Um, <laughs> it's got a bunch of tiny mm-hmm. little diamonds. You wouldn't probably wouldn't even know they're diamonds. They just look like silver. They're like, I don't know. It's really pretty, but I wear it on my mm-hmm. right hand. So that That's people all. know that you're married to the ocean. <laughs> no, it's just. Was that point. in the Titanic? Was that a sapphire? I can't remember. Uh, the heart of the ocean. I don't remember. Yes, might have been. Neither. Sounds about right. Could have been red. I can't remember. Anyway, the old lady oh. threw into the ocean, so we'll never know. Was it red? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, ask Brittany. <laughs> I'm gonna ask her. She free, girl. She free. She's free. Ask She's Brittany. Free. She's free. Oh gosh. Okay. So anyway, back on track. Back on track. Um. Yes. So he's like, "This is the one," and then he makes the British guy at the um ring store propose to him. <laughs> I know, which is so funny. Uh, update: so The heart of the ocean is blue. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Being it's the ocean supposed to be like the Hope Diamond. What but dat? I don't know if that blue. Yeah, the Hope Diamond is blue. A giant blue diamond. 45 carats. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of diamond. Wow. Mine's 44. And it nearly engulfs my delicate frame. (laughs) (laughs) It's the size of your head and very heavy. Um, You look like T-Pain. Yes, okay. But that's unrelated to the diamonds. You just happen to look. Yeah, it's just it's like a coincidence that we look really similar. <laughs> anyway, people uh, often confuse those two. They're like T Bain. Oh, Renee, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Um, okay, so the guy's like this. Oh, so Chandler's like, oh my god, this is the ring. Um, except for the fact that it's eight thousand dollars. Is that were you? Ben and I were both like, oh. <laughs> But neither of us have bought engagement rings. Right. So what was your reaction? Well, I I know that some engagement rings cost that much or way more. Is yours near that? I didn't pay for it. So I don't know, actually. <gasps> You've never asked? No. Really? It doesn't matter to me. Why well, I, I know, ask? but I would just be so curious to know. Oh. Well, Matt loves a good deal, so I have a feeling it was not $8,000. I hope not, because that's just so much money. Well, and I know he, like, bought the diamond and then had the ring made, which was cheaper than... Oh. Because um, he couldn't he find what he wanted. He welded it himself, Matt. He did not probably, like, weld it himself. Melted down the... Um, <laughs> yes. No, he did not make it himself. He had it made, because he couldn't find any ring that he liked that was already made. So he had it made. So I think gotcha. that that, because he bought the diamond... Like wholesale, wholesale, basically. I think he got it at Costco, if I had to guess. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't. But no, I have no idea how much it costs. 
How could, funny. Could not tell I guess you. you guys weren't, your finances weren't shared before you no, got married. So no. you wouldn't have known. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Now I'm like staring at my ring. Um, it needs to be cleaned. Oi. Bragging. Oh. No, it, is she dirty? Um, she needs to be cleaned. So Chandler's like, I need to go get my credit card. Phoebe, you stay here and guard the ring. Phoebe, you had one job. I was going to say problem number one. But to be honest with you, the guy, the British guy at the jewelry store had one job. Yeah, Norman. I know. He actually I has another job, which is to sell jewelry to people. I know, but not... how do you not pull it out of the case and put it aside? Like, you don't let him take it home, of course, but you put it aside. Right. And if he doesn't come back by the end of the day, then you put it back in the case. And you it put it back out. Hard. And it's not like he was like, oh, okay, we're going to come back. See ya. Like, he left his friend yeah. there as collateral. <laughs> as so. collateral. You take Phoebe, Phoebe. <laughs> as a down payment. She will give you oh, well, $10. Is she, yes, so that's right. So I did skip that part where Phoebe's like, I'm going to haggle. I've got this. How much is it? This ring is $8,600. We will give you $10. <laughs> we stand firm at $10. <laughs> And but when, so when Chandler leaves and she's like, I'm sorry about that. Do you have anything for ten dollars? He's like these crisp five dollar bills. I will give you will one dollar for them. One. <laughs> um, so they cut this yes. out. But when she's like, Why did you give oh, Joey your did. credit card? He's like, I gave it to him to buy Nick's tickets, and the jerk didn't even invite me to the game. Invite me? Oh, that's right. Which is the thing that he says that Joey says. As a reason that Chandler might be mad at him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then, but doesn't he later? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That does come back in. They weave it through. That's right. Yes. So then, um, okay. So then Phoebe is, I guess, trying to either just entertain herself or distract yeah. the British jeweler. And so she's like, let me try the brooch. And now the tiara. Let me hold the musket again. <laughs> and so then she's like, it's still missing something. Let me wear the ring that my friend picked out. Which like truly, maybe that's what she should have been doing the whole time. Was mm-hmm. just like wearing it around the store so nobody else could get it. And so um, and so they go over and this lady's like, I've just sold it to that gentleman who's like walking out with a paper bag. Phoebe tries to chase him down and get stuck in jeweler jail. <laughs> I didn't know that that was actually a thing. I don't, I don't know if it is. I mean, it makes sense. And I feel like in New York City, they do have a lot of those kind of security measures because people do this kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I would also like to go back real quick. I just Googled what Monica's ring looks like and I don't really like it. Okay. Okay, that's all. I don't so either, don't but I didn't okay. want to be mean in case like, okay, I won't, I'll tell Matt when he gets okay. you your upgrade ring, not okay. to buy you the heart of the ocean. Um, <laughs> and that, but I still maintain that I do like Kate Middleton's ring. It's a big sapphire with, it's like an oval with diamonds around it. It's pretty. It's more classic. This looks a little more like, Monica's looks a little more clunky. But that was also yeah, the it's, style. It's very square. Right? All the filigree. Baguette? Yeah. Baguette? Um, uh, princess sapphires? Cut. Oh, the... The sapphires are. Oh yeah, that's right. Princess cut is that kind of like that square, was very very square. Square, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think I always liked the more antique looking rings. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I've ever tried one on, so I'm not sure. Okay. I just whatever it was, whatever it is, it would get stuck in my hair. That I know to mm-hmm. be true. Yeah. 
So anyway, um, yes. So Phoebe gets stuck in jail and Chandler comes back to pick it out. And Phoebe's like, how about this other one? And he's like, yeah, no, I think I'm going to go with the first one. And immediately she's like, it's over, Chandler. Wake up. (laughs) Wake up. It's gone. And so she tells him what happened. He buys the other ring. And then they both kind of admit that it is a bit of a gumball machine ring. That sounds terrible. Is this like the only jewelry store in New York City? Well, at the beginning, he says we've been to 9,000 jewelry stores and everything's ugly. So I guess he's just over it um and just once but it's like buy one another day like the you don't yeah what are you don't there's no there's no deadline on this engage this proposal right but maybe there but is that's maybe there is that's not how this works so he has to come home with something by the end of the day i guess so he buys something else i think maybe you just wait until you find something you like but he comes yeah. home and he's like no this is ugly um and Phoebe is like, well, you know what? I remember hearing the guy say where he was going to propose. So why don't we try to go stop him and trade rings? Which this is, goes along with it. This is one of those, like, I, I don't expect sitcoms to be based entirely in reality. But this is just so far too far it's too far yes yes this is you're right because there's some things where you're like oh haha yes we've all done like phoebe getting caught in jeweler jail is like funny yes yes this is and like that could be like that is yeah you wouldn't go try to stop somebody's i guess it is one of those one of a kind because it was a 1920s ring so it's not like you could just go find it somewhere else but you think that other guy well they play him but like you if someone came up to you and was like i know you bought this ring earlier that you picked out for your engagement but i want it so will you take this other one i already bought it's not like seats at a restaurant no and it's like used to say that the one that the one that he gives you isn't a fake right like an know. actual gumball machine. Right. right. Anyway, so they show up to the restaurant. Phoebe plays this so perfectly when when Chandler's like, all right, go, go get him. She goes over, hi, um, you have a call from your office. It's John. Oh, good, <laughs> oh John. John. <laughs> <laughs> that is really oh. funny. <laughs> and so they explain the situation and they're like, please switch us rings. And he's like, no. And then is it Phoebe? Oh, is it Chandler that's like, please this is my wife and it's she's it's dying her. well he doesn't say that he says do you want to break a woman's heart or something like that right and isn't she the one who's like yeah do you want to break a dying woman's heart yeah Which is, and then uh, and then he's like you're dying and she's like, <laughs> like yes of a cough apparently and so he goes and he I like how Phoebe's like, wow, I'd trade. <laughs> wow, I'd <laughs> So oh, it works. He doesn't get an appraisal. He just trades rings. And lucky Chandler. And then this guy, Chandler, puts his foot in it and is like, you're about to marry a very wonderful man. <laughs> I know. Ruins a surprise. Time to go. Oh, time to go. 
And so, oh, yeah. Wow. And so that's that's when they go back and he tells the guys and everybody's all excited together. And I, I don't really like at the very end when they're about to cry and Rachel's like, oh. And then Ross is like, oh, no, it's when Phoebe comes in and Ross is like, Phoebe, Chandler's going to propose. And I was like, not your news to share, Ross. Oh, my gosh. Ross. But, hey, do we expect anything different? He gets married all the time, so this isn't special for him. <laughs> he has to be. It has to Unlike be like some somehow. people. He, they're only planning on doing this once. Oh, my gosh. How funny. Uh, so good times is what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great times. Soups. Soups, good times. Um, yeah, it's very fun. We're trucking along, really. We are. We really are. It's kind of crazy. We say this every time, but it is. <laughs> Okay, and, and you've heard us complain for the maybe time since the beginning come. of this podcast. Listen, next week is the one with the proposal, part part one. one. And actually, I don't think part one is that annoying. Part two no, is the not. one we don't like. Yeah. Okay, so we've got yes. one more week of us complaining before mm-hmm. we just rip the Band-Aid off. Just <laughs> rip it. Just take just it and rip run. It. <laughs> just so. take it because you're robbing us. <laughs> And of a good of what could have been a really good episode. Look, you know what? I've actually now that we're here, um, I have a friend who is obsessed with friends, and she really loves the proposal episode. So interesting. I think <laughs> interesting. So I think this could go either way. So look, we'll get into it next week. Okay, okay. Y'all can tell us how you feel. You know, we're gonna tell you how we feel. Where we stand. <laughs> and until then, I think the only final thing to say is, free Britney. Free Britney. Amen. (laughs) All right, you guys. Thanks for joining us for the one with the ring. And we'll see you next time for the part one. (laughs) See you then. (laughs) Bye. Bye.